it's time for week 11 in the NFL, and uh, we want to break down all the games for you and tell you what we uh, anticipate seeing this weekend. Obviously, if you want to get the complete breakdown of the Cincinnati-Baltimore uh, game, uh, which I thought is game of the week and the most important game of the week, you can certainly get that over by heading over to LandryFootball.com. For the Sunday games, we're going to break it down for you. Uh, a little bit game by game. So here we go. Reminder, you can get more detailed breakdowns of all the NFL games, all the college games, everything college football, NFL at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our holiday savings special that we've got going on uh, for the football fan in your life. or Perhaps give a gift to yourself. Um, it's football 12 months a year. Break down the games, the players, the the. Uh, Players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college or NFL level, we got you covered. Uh, you can check it out, uh, try it for a month. You can try it for six months. But our holiday savings special, the 12-month package, is the best deal that we've got going. So <clears throat> check it out today. You will absolutely love it. Uh, also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a look at some of these matchups, shall we? The Chargers are at the Packers. Uh, Packers getting through. The Chargers scored touchdowns on their final five possessions last week against the Lions. Still managed to lose because the defense under Brandon Staley continues to be a disaster. Uh, since Staley's become the Chargers head coach, 43 games, the defense ranks 30th uh, in efficiency per drive, 28th in success rate. Um, awful. Awful defensive performance. Very poorly coached on that side of the ball. The Packers, I thought Jordan Love showed some progress, down by four points in the fourth quarter. Green Bay uh, twice drove into the red zone with a chance to take the lead. Um, still, but not enough. The best unit to Chargers offense, Chargers the play here. They're still finding a way to win it. Tennessee's at Jacksonville. thought the Jags offense was set to make the leap this year. It hasn't happened. At times, it feels like everything's going horizontal. The protection has to be better to make it happen. But I'd love to see Jacksonville push the ball downfield more. Trevor Lawrence is not responding well to pressure. Um, the uh, pressures against Lawrence has turned into sacks. Meanwhile, the Titans failed to score a touchdown last week and a loss to the Bucks. But I think they're going to make this a competitive game, maybe a little bit closer um, than people might think. But certainly the Jags are the pick here. The Raiders are at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are 12-and-a-half-point favorite. The favorite part of the Raiders' win over the Jets on Sunday, every time um, you're talking about Josh Jacobs and how much does the running back uh, hate playing for Josh McDaniels, um, Raiders have an interim coach, a quarterback that's playing, um, uh, a young quarterback that's playing not quite ready, but they're playing with a lot of emotion now. When we last saw the Dolphins, their comeback bid against the Chiefs in Germany fell sharp. They're 6-3 and three with losses to the Bills, Eagles, and the Chiefs. Still a believer in this is a good team. The offense will do damage. This is a game in which they roll. I think they cover and play very well. Speaking of rolling, the Cowboys have rolled a, rolled a lot in their wins this year. They get the Panthers. The Panthers clearly look like a team that has no answers. Frank Wright um, has handed play calling duties over to Thomas Brown. Now Reich is going to go back to calling the plays himself. Um you know, it's it's an absolute mess. The Cowboys are playing good ball since they got stomped by the Niners in week five. Dallas is three and one. The only loss was the coin flip game at Philadelphia. <clears throat> the game feels like um, is one is 
big a talent disparity as any in the league this year. Maybe Dallas plays poorly and it's turnovers. I'm not buying it. I think the Cowboys have shown that they can beat and pummel bad teams. They do so again this week. Arizona's at Houston. Uh, Kyler Murray's back. And he looked good last week in Arizona's win over the Falcons. Going back to early in the pass off season, I figured the Cardinals would put Murray on ice, roll with a terrible roster, draft the quarterback, trade Murray for additional draft capital. They're 2-8 with Murray as a starter. I don't think they'll got enough, um, you know, um, I don't think they'll be bad enough to take maybe Caleb Williams or Drake May. We'll see. Meanwhile, the Texans have their quarterback of the future. C.J. Stroud's been incredible. Uh, they've gotten good performances with guys like Noah Brown and Devin Singletary and even Sheldon Rankins on the defensive side of the ball. C.J. Stroud's the biggest reason why. Like the Texans here, maybe the four and a half is a little much, but they definitely win in this game. Pittsburgh's at Cleveland. Um, tough. Um, Deshaun Watson suffered the right shoulder injury. Uh, and that comeback win, an impressive win last week, he's out for the season. Now the Browns go with DTR in this game. The spread is pretty clear indicator that um, the Steelers or people are not believers in it. Um, they have a total of nine first downs for the first time these two teams met. It would not surprise me at all to see this Brown defense put the team on its back and lead its way to victory. Um, I think this is a toss-up game. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on the road here. But I'm not real sure of this. I think this game could go either way. I'm just not buying the Steelers. Uh, but at this stage, as much as we've talked about how difficult this AFC North is, Steelers do not have enough offense. And the Browns, without Deshaun Watson, are not going to be good enough to have enough offense either. So, to me, this is a Ravens-Bengals division, and that's how it's going to play out. The Giants are at the Commanders. What a twist of this season. The Giants have a legitimately great shot to, to land the number one pick in the draft. After last week's loss to the Cowboys, the Giants now have a minus 148-point differential. That's not only the worst margin of any team in the league, it's the second worst margin for any team through 10 weeks in the past 10 seasons. Only the 19 Dolphins were worse. Um, you know, the Commanders are entertaining. The defense stinks, but Sam Howell is playing pretty well. Inconsistent at times, but making some big plays, impressive at times. I want to take the commanders here. I actually think they're a little undervalued. Um, but when you look at it, um, you know, I think that you look at the Giants here with that with that number, I think that's the real difference. I think the Giants get it done here. Uh, in covering, I think the Washington commanders win the game, but I think the Giants cover the 10-point spread. The Bears are at the Lions, and Justin Fields is expected to return for this game, but his days as a Bears starter are, are definitely numbered. Um, the Bears own the Panthers' first-round pick, and barring any unforeseen Carolina resurgence, that pick will likely be number one or number two overall. It's hard to imagine a scenario in which the Bears pass on a quarterback with a premium pick like that. Maybe it feels balls out down the stretch. It makes a difference, but I just don't see it. As for the Lions, I can – I continue to love how they play and, and how Dan Campbell coaches last week against the Chargers with the game tied at 38-147 remaining. Detroit faced a fourth and two from the Los Angeles 26-yard line. Most coaches would have kicked the field goal, but Campbell didn't want the Chargers offense to have a chance to tie or win the game, so he went for it. Jared Goff converted. 
Lions ran more clock and they kicked the game-winning field goal. Uh, they're a tough team. I think the Lions cover here and control this game against the Bears. Tampa's at San Francisco. The Niners, 11-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, the Niners, Steve Wilkes. Niners defense got lit up in losses to the Vikings and the Bengals before their bye. Then Wilkes moves to the sideline last week and shut down the Jaguars, break the three-game losing streak. The Niners are healthy on offense. Chase Young addition has already paid off on the defense. They look like one of the more complete teams. Uh, Tampa, I'm starting to think that, uh, you know, they've got a shot in that division because the Saints are certainly not very good. Um, the Bucs still have four division games left, including two against the Panthers. So they still have some fight left. I just don't like them here against the Niners. The Jets are at the Bills. Bills are seven and a half point favorite and are desperate. Every year there's a team that you can't give up on. And it's, to me, I look at the Bills. They went out Monday night, laid an egg in the loss to the Broncos. Uh, Josh Allen, we've detailed it over at LandryFootball.com, his proclivity to make big plays and big mistakes, still got a chance to get hot. I still believe in them until they're completely out. Um, they fired Ken Dorsey. The offense schematically is not a problem. It's turning the football over. Um, I think that they take care of business here beat the Jets, maybe it's closer than that seven-point spread. But I'm a believer that the Bills will at least get it done here. Seattle is at the Rams. Um, the Rams are expected to get Matthew Stafford back after a one-game absence because of a thumb injury. It's possible that the injury negatively affects Stafford as he sprays passes all over the place. But it's also possible that the Rams emerge as a frisky team in the next two months. I still believe in this passing offense with Stafford and Cuff and Nakua on the field. And week one over the Seahawks, the Rams piled up a ton of yards, 27 first downs, 426 yards. Seahawks are six and three, but I don't know that I trust them. Sam Howell threw all over them. Um, I still think that this could be intriguing, but this is all dependent on Matthew Stafford's availability. Um, it's I would be careful with this matchup. Minnesota's at Denver on Sunday night. The current, this current version of the Broncos is more like what I expected to see from Sean Payton this year. They're not great, but they're competitive. They know their strengths and weaknesses. They don't beat themselves. As for the Vikings, Joshua Dobbs' fairy tale continues. Last week with win over the Saints. And how about Brian Flores? He's a coaching, um, you know, a group that's overperforming its talent. The Vikings' defense is uh, up to eighth in defensive efficiency. Um, I kind of like the Broncos a little bit in this matchup at home, um, but I kind of like the way both of these teams are playing, and I'm pretty impressed by it. Well, the game of the week is no doubt the Monday night matchup, the Super Bowl rematch, the Chiefs at home, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Jalen Hurts was incredible in the Super Bowl. The offensive coaches didn't really win the game plan battle against the Chiefs. Um, Hurts is not completely healthy now. He had, his one fumble was returned for a touchdown. Uh, but it would have been close either way. The Chiefs offensive coaches um, really did a good job of coaching the Eagles defensive staff last week. Mahomes made some big plays with his legs, but he didn't have to sweat it out. Now, both teams are different now than they were in February. The Eagles lost Jonathan Gannon, replaced him with John Desai. Their secondary has been hit with injuries. Dak Prescott lit him up. The Chiefs, meanwhile, have their best defense and their worst offense of the Mahomes era. So it's going to be a little bit different. I think we get a classic. I think it'll be a lot like, you know, the Super Bowl was close to the vest, maybe a little bit of ebb and flow. 
I think Mahomes and Hurts will exchange some blows, um, some big plays. Andy Reid is so good after a bye. Coaching edge here, Kansas City, Kansas City at home. I think Kansas City wins it again. That's a look at the Week 11 previews. You want more detailed breakdowns of the Week 11 games, everything to do with the NFL, that's what we do for you at LandryFootball.com. Again, check us out. Take advantage of the holiday savings offer that we've got. You're going to absolutely love it. If you love football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Enjoy the games. We'll be here to break it down for you on the Landry Football Podcast Network and at LandryFootball.com. Spread the word. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you next time, everybody.